Now they'll move it to Axe. Look in the middle, dunk score. The roommates, bridge to Mormando. This episode is proudly sponsored by Evative Learning. If you are an education major or anyone considering a career in teaching, you won't want to miss this. Evative Learning is an innovative educational consulting company that is revolutionizing the way aspiring teachers prepare for their careers. As a proud sponsor of the Lax Lounge podcast and Cabrini Lacrosse, Evative is here to help you take your teaching aspirations to new heights. Evative offers a comprehensive one-on-one coaching program tailored specifically for those interested in entering the teaching profession. With Evative's coaching program, you'll receive personalized guidance and support to help you succeed in your career. They provide mock interviews, guided job searches, resume optimization, and much more. Their team of experienced educators and career coaches will equip you with the skills and knowledge needed to excel in the competitive world of teaching. One of the most incredible aspects of Evative's coaching program is their guarantee. Yes, you heard it right. They guarantee at least one job offer within the first three months of coaching. That's an amazing opportunity you don't want to miss. For just $250 per month, Evative guarantees that you will receive at least one job offer. Imagine the peace of mind knowing that your investment in coaching will lead to tangible results. It's an offer you can't afford to pass up. So whether you're a current education major, a recent graduate, or someone looking to make a career change into teaching, Evative Learning is here to support you and guide you in every step of the way. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to secure your job as a teacher. Visit their website at www.evative.com to learn more about their coaching program and how they can help you kickstart your teaching career. Once again, that is www.evative.com. Welcome back into the Lax Lounge. Nick, we have a pretty special guest, and he's got an awesome name to go <laughs> along with that. Mr. Nick yeah. D'Achille, our boy, welcome onto the show. How have you been doing, my man? We just started, second day of August right here, getting to the end of summer. What have you been up to? Um, Just soccer, more soccer, and even more soccer on top of that. Working camps, uh, playing myself, just doing the most, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you are the first non-lacrosse player that we've had as a guest. Congratulations. It's a really cool. just honor. It is. It's a, good, yeah. it's a big honor. And also, also, um, the Knicks officially outrank the Jasons on episodes. Wow. Wait, that's Jason. On the last time. Fridgies. Well, oh, okay. They go, they go hand in hand. It doesn't matter who, what name <laughs> I would say. We officially outrank <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, so this is really cool. You know, you, you're one of the people that, uh, when we dropped our first word, I was walking down the hallway in Dixon, and you you said our key word to me, and it was just like, yeah. holy, holy shit! Like, <laughs> this is awesome. I love this kid. And I, like, I think a week or two later, maybe we had another podcast out. I forget. You're like, dude, I'll, I'll I want to be on. I'll be on whenever. So we ran through the list of like people that you know we had in mind. A couple weeks ago, I was just telling you this. A couple weeks ago, I saw that you were on a uh, another podcast off the tee, um, and I was like, holy shit get them on right so shot you a message the other day and literally perfect timing you were down so dude we are so happy to have you here this is gonna be awesome gonna be a good episode for sure yeah so you also obviously are a Cabrini student and with everything going on being a soccer player you have a completely different take than us right your sports in the first semester ours in the second so let me hear how you're feeling about all of that yeah, so when we first heard the news, it was kind of, as you guys mentioned, uh, one of the other podcast episodes, like it was a complete shock. I was actually, um, you guys know Griff, he, uh, he sent it in our group chat, and I was driving to school um, to do some cool therapy with Dustin. As he sent that text that Friday morning, I was in the car dri- <laughs> driving to go to school, and I was like, 
what is this? Like, <laughs> this can't be real. And then I talked to Dustin. We talked about it even some more. And he was like, yeah, I guess it's real because people were hitting him up and all this stuff. But, yeah, it's been really, really weird, to be honest. Um, a lot of guys saying they're on the fence, don't know what they want to do, stuff like that. Um, and, I mean, we haven't been anything more but, like, more welcoming. If you want to leave, especially for the incoming guys, if they want to leave to go pursue something else, I mean, that's – go do it. I mean, we're not going to hold anything against you, you know. It's a weird situation. If you want to join us, you can join us. No big deal. Not going to be a, a, you know, pain for it. But And then, you know, we've just been doing our own thing as a team. We're still trying to stay connected. We met up this past weekend, did a little mini photo shoot. Uh, for our new jerseys we just got so that was fun but I mean we have uh, a lot less people than we did uh, we would have had we're at like 26 I think this year so um, it's going to be you know a, a light group but you know, we're going to be even better because we're all so close-knit to each other so yeah it's going to be a fun fun journey yeah yeah I think that's the biggest thing is like the people who, who do stay that's like the one thing they have all in common is like it's that tight knit like they want to stay they want to be here they want to finish after that one more year so you know I'm glad the soccer team has that like commitment to yeah, yeah would you sure. say that there's like a good group of returners that are staying not just kind of like the seniors because I know like with our team we're kind of like half of our roster is not returning um, and it's more that they're moving on to either, you know, other opportunities or they've kind of decided, hey, like lacrosse really isn't in my 10 year plan. So I think I'm going to go somewhere uh, else and just finish up my school. What's the vibe from from your group? It has it been like kind of a majority returners or is there more of those guys who kind of decided that this is my time to kind of take it a different direction? Yeah, funny enough. So like majority of our team, especially for this year, is pretty much going to be seniors and, and graduate students regardless. So pretty much everyone um, that's a senior and a graduate student staying, um, they want to play again. From like our incoming guys, I think we had like a class of eight, eight guys coming in. And uh, now we only have two. So yeah, and we had three, three rising sophomores leave as well. So but besides that, I mean, everyone else is staying i'm pretty sure everyone's ready to to win one last championship after we we missed out last year i love that um and i think that's a pretty good segue into like let's start talking about your experience as a cabrini soccer player so start with like last year or our freshman year i should say you guys go on and win the ac championship what was it kind of like to be along the ride for that team because that was your first title in in a couple of years like you've been kind of getting close you've been making a fight into the playoffs and you finally got over and qualified for the tournament how, how did that feel yeah as a freshman it was definitely like just exciting to to be in the whole situation i mean the guys on the team they talked about like you know we got to work hard and then as like games went on it was kind of just a breeze to be honest we were blowing teams out and I was like damn like this is what all four years is going to be like it's gonna be this some nice stuff and you know I was just enjoying it to be honest I mean I wasn't playing much but I was just being supportive and you know cheering my guys on I just wanted to win everything hope we could get there and uh, we ended up doing it um, I actually saw minutes in the in the championship game so that was big for me and my morale so I was just excited to be there for the ride and what's kind of like your locker room dynamic um like is it a very upperclassman heavy kind of hierarchy or is everyone kind of on the same level like going out onto the practice field how do you uh guys kind of build that off-field chemistry yeah so in, in the locker room I mean everyone's always cracking jokes um 
we're always just being like goofy and just having a fun time. I mean, obviously freshmen have, have some stuff they got to do, carry gear, fill up water, that kind of stuff. But I mean, we help them out. Like, it's not like I'm going to walk up back to the locker room and just leave all the soccer balls out there. Like I'm going to help them out and stuff like that. Um, everyone gets along pretty well. Um, we do this one thing. We have a speaker in the locker room that's got like its own like DJ deck on it. So someone will hop on it, just like start mixing the song that's playing, you know, stuff like that. We just enjoy it. Um, I mean, I don't think there's any beef between people. Uh, everyone gets along pretty well. Um, they treat each other with respect and that's all it's a big thing. I will say that's we sick. are. We are locker neighbors and we can hear you guys when you're <laughs> pregame. Uh, like I'll go in before if I'm on the call, kind of like hang out in my locker room, like put my stuff in there and I'll hear you guys just bound, bouncing music, you know, going crazy in there, getting ready. Um, it, it seems like you definitely do know how to have a lot of fun throughout the process there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess another thing that I'm really curious about because we have like – a very different level between like a high school lacrosse practice, a club lacrosse practice and a college lacrosse practice. What was your transition like coming into a college soccer atmosphere? Like how different was the practice vibe from what you were used to? Is it like way more intense? Is it a little bit more laid back? Like how does coach Dallas structure a practice? Yeah, I would say, um, especially with the guys on the team, I would say practice a lot more intense. I mean, people are yelling at you if you don't take a good first touch. You, if you sky a ball over the net, you're getting laughed at. I mean, you just need to be able to keep your composure, to be honest. I mean, it's hard to not break out laughing or, like, break down and, like, almost cry sometimes. Some guys just rip into you, and they, they <laughs> want to see the worst in you, to be honest. I mean, we're doing a drill like a rondo. I don't know if you guys know what a rondo is. essentially just, like, monkey in the middle of 5v2. And if you're you're in the middle and you're zipping around and you can't get the ball, I mean, people will just start like making fun of you essentially and just saying stuff and like you just like, geez, get me out of here. I need to get out. I need to get out. So, yeah, I mean, it's intense. I mean, we do a lot. We do fitness all the time. Um, we just zinging balls at each other, having fun. I mean, we it can be laid back sometimes, especially after games. You know, some recovery stuff like that, but. For the most part, I would say it's pretty intense just because of the guys on the field. They want to make everyone better. So just like that, just keep the intensity high. In the, yeah. yeah, so actually me and you have one thing in common when it comes to soccer, and it's that me and you both played with uh, John and Mayo. Yeah. Uh, what was what was that like? How was he, how was he as a player, like, on, on Cabrini? Because I know in high school he was a great leader. You know, he was, I, I, think, I think, by far our best player. Um, you know, he was two years older than me, same as you. Um, so I only had him my freshman, sophomore year in high school um what was what was that like playing with him yeah so i don't know if you know this yet nick but john's coming back for a fifth year uh Dow, yeah. Dow actually, breaking news yeah he was gonna um he said he was just gonna finish up class because he had a little bit left but Dow was able because of the school closure he was like come on get back on the field like we could use you one more year type thing but yeah john he's hilarious dude i mean even off the field he's just like so funny he's cracking these random jokes making fun of other people stuff like that and on the field i mean he just has like this is weird thing where he just keeps the ball like no matter what it's like almost he's got like sticky glue on his foot and uh he does these things where he like jumps in the air and he'll do like some acrobatic kick and I'm like like how did you do that like how do you, how can you stretch your leg that far but yeah John he's great man I, I love I love playing with him because he whips out these crazy things and then off the field he's just he's a goober man he's hilarious yeah, dude, it's so funny you say that he has, like, sticky feet. In high school, we played this thing. It was, like, we called it Enders. It was uh, two guys were neutral, just, like, playing offense at the end. And then everybody in the middle, they were playing against each other. 
and John, it was, he would run north, south, north, south, north, south, just back and forth through everybody and just pass it to the ender, get the ball back, do the same thing. And it was like, all right, this isn't fun anymore. But like John was having so much fun because he was just good. And it was, it was fun to watch, but yeah, he, he was always fun to play with. And now like I see him in the halls, I see him at uh, the calf and all that and always dap him up, say what's up. So yeah, he's definitely the boy. Yeah, he's a great guy to just kind of see around the building too when it comes to like Dixon because I'm pretty I'm pretty cool with a lot of the soccer players. They know that I do the broadcast and that you guys, your team also is just like one of my favorite hype guys. Like they're always hyping me up, even when I'm kind of just like, yeah, you know, it's like just another Tuesday, like not really anything too crazy. Uh, you guys always know how to kind of juice me up a little bit. And he's a, he's a big guy that, well, he's kind of one of those silent killers in my mind where like, I, I don't see him too much as like that outland. Like he's not like an MJ, like MJ is very out there kind of personality. And, and we love him for that. But I definitely know John is kind of like more that reserved. So when he gives you like a little what's up or something, you're like, wow, I earned that shit. Um, <laughs> But you said a little bit earlier that you've been coaching a lot this summer. Have you been working with a club team? Have you just been doing camps, that kind of stuff? Yeah, so I've been doing a couple Villanova camps, um, working mostly with five, six, and seven-year-olds. Uh, it's not a lot. Of- <laughs> Bless your <laughs> yeah. soul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not a lot of soccer being played there, more playing in the mud, stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, this week I'm working uh, Radnor High School Boys Camp uh, with Dallas, Jalen, and one of our incoming freshmen. Um, that's been quite fun. Uh, I have my coaching license. I'm trying to get out there and coach some club ball. It's just hard with the schedule. You got to be there like, twice a week for practice games on the weekend. It's not really, not really available for it right now, but it's def- it's the route I want to go in the future for sure. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we both coach lacrosse, so it's cool that you, you know, you coach soccer too. Yeah, for our avid Lax Lounge listeners, you would know that uh, Nick works with Team 10. I got my city side boys out here. Um, we had our last tournament a couple weekends ago down in San Jose, and we actually, like, popped off. We did really fucking good. Um, we came out in the first two games, got two solid victories. Third game we played, it's called South Sound. Um, st- they used to be South Sound Stars, but now it's just South Sound, which is the it's Southern Washington. They're kind of like all-star team. And it's one of those where we kind of look at them as like, they're the lessers to us. Like we're higher up in the hierarchy, but they gave us a fucking game. And it was under the lights. Um, it was like eight o'clock on a Saturday night. Cause we had a super messed up schedule, but we're, we had back-to-back games, seven and eight come out for the eight o'clock game. They were on the other field next to us and they walked over. They had the music blast in, like they had this, this hype stuff going on. It was firing me up. I literally like brought my team in and I was like, boys, boys. Cause they were like kind of getting a little bit nervous. Like they're, you know, Oh wow. Like they're coming out with energy. It's like, boys, if this doesn't fire you the fuck up, I don't know what will. They're blasting music on your field. They know that you are the alphas and they're trying to walk over here and knock you off your pedestal. You know what we're going to say to that? Fuck no. We're not taking this for an answer. We're going to beat the brakes off of them. Go home, set ourselves in the semifinal tomorrow. We all just started going ballistic. And I was like, okay, good hypo speech, good friend. <laughs> Come out the next day. We ended up winning the game by like two. It was back and forth. Great game. Um, come back the next day in the semifinal we play the seattle stars and that's like the two top teams in our state our city side and seattle stars and like 
depending on who you ask, most people would be like, oh yeah, Stars is better than you guys. And we had never beaten Stars in my career um, or in my team's career as, as a group. So we were like, we were ready to, you know, make that statement. Um, another back and forth game. It was the early window and we've won with 10 seconds left. Well, we were down by two and then rallied off a score. Two minutes of possession goes by back and forth, just like great defense tie game. We get a stop. Our freak midfielder, who I've brought up a few times, Cole Seavers, absolute weapon, picks up the ball on the defensive end, clears it all the way up the field, comes down, dodges through three defenders, boom, bounces it home, 10 seconds on the clock, game's over. Like, it, it was awesome. We stormed the field. Um, that was like our basically our championship victory right there. And then we get to the championship game, and we lost to a 2027 team. But, like, we, we were just so proud of our boys. Um it was a fun weekend, uh, but coaching is, I, I like how you bring up the kind of commitment part. Cause that's one of the things that caught up with me this summer a little bit is like, you are traveling around a lot for these practices and these games. And you really have to like structure out your schedule. Cause especially for me, our practices would be like way down in Seattle and I'm way North of Seattle. So I'd have to be fighting traffic and all that stuff, but now coaching is very rewarding. Um, when you're not working with the little kids, I'll be honest. Like we did a, we did our youth camp this past week. And that was brutal. I got, I got put down with the, uh, with the young guns, which like no problems against that. But like you said, it's a lot less lacrosse and a lot more babysitting and a lot more um, just trying to kill time. Like whenever we needed a minute or two, um, to kind of like figure out what we were doing next, I would run out there with my stick and I'd do uh, the Today Show with Coach Fridge, where I just call <laughs> out kids and I'd start interviewing them. So I'd be like, "All right, Anthony, come on down." Just ask them, "What's your favorite color, man?" Uh, blue, blue. That's awesome. Why is blue your favorite color? I don't know. Okay, cool. We're just gonna keep going. Half the answers I got were I don't know, but it was like we're gonna kill five to ten minutes and just kind of figure stuff out on the fly. And that's what that's what coaching's all about, right there, especially for a good camp. Yeah, I, I would I would completely agree. It's about getting the kids hype, you know. Yeah, uh, this is the best part of the uh, show. Not the best part, but one of the most crucial parts. Nick, think of a draft. Don't don't announce it. Think of one. Yeah, we'll come back to it later. Uh, you had one of the, I think, coolest experiences out of anybody I've ever met this past year. And I want you to tell me about it. And you know exactly what it is. So how about you You go ahead and tell us. Yeah, so South, South Africa during spring break, I mean, it was uh, quite a good one. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, so earlier today, I was, I was wondering if it was during spring break or not. I, I didn't realize the timeline, but spring break. So our spring break is – Usually February, February, which is the craziest at the end of winter. (laughs) (laughs) It's the craziest. Like there's still six weeks of winter to go to spring. But uh, yeah, that's that's probably the coolest place anybody I've met has gone. So you played (laughs) what you played? You played three games there, right? Yeah, we played three games. Uh, I think we won one, lost two. Should have we probably should have went home with three wins. It was pretty unlucky. some results we had, but yeah, it was a fun time. I mean, sides from soccer, start with the, the plane. It's a killer, dude. 16 hours on a plane. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, it was direct, though, so at least we didn't have to do a transfer or anything. But, like, on the way up, 
uh, or on the way down, technically, whatever. On the way there, um, I sat next to some like random kid who was like 14 years old. And he like was living in America by himself at some boarding school for soccer. And I was like, what the, like, you should play with, with us this weekend. Like, come on now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, we played at like this one, I forget the names of the teams we played. Um, I think it was like Rigersdale or something. They had like this whole facility, one nice field clubhouse. We played at, it was, uh, we played two games there. It was enjoyable. Um, I actually got, uh, I, they said I won man of the match, uh, for our second game, I, I got an assist and I, I drew a penalty that, that Duddy scored. Um, that was probably like the best game I played um, in recent time. But yeah, sightseeing, we saw like uh, Robin Island, Nelson Mandela, where he was at. Our tour guide actually was a prisoner on the island himself, which was pretty, pretty cool. Then we had some free time where we walked around the little shopping district. Everyone was just trying to find like a little South Africa jersey. Uh, pretty much Mission, Mission Impossible down there trying to get one. Cause they just had like rug, rugby stuff all over the place. Um, what else we do? We went zip lining, zip lining the one day that was through the, that was through like the mountains and stuff. That was pretty cool. Um, then we did like a, a couple like uh, acts of community service. Uh, we did one uh, where we uh, met with like a, a school of kids that, that, that were at some place, um, ate food with them, learned like this, like traditional song, that kind of stuff. Um, and then we went to another school where we like did like our own little soccer clinic, which was sick. Um, got to hang out with the kids, do soccer activities, non-soccer activities, stuff like that. But yeah, it was a fun time. We were all over the place, just enjoying ourselves, um, at the hotel, stuff like that. But yeah. So I know, I know for us, obviously with lacrosse, uh, when we're in the hotels, we got, you know, I wouldn't say rowdy, but we have, we have a good time. Um, what's it like with you guys? Is, Is it the same deal? Like you guys are just just bullshit in each other's rooms or like what's your structure in the hotel especially i mean a foreign country obviously it might be a little bit different you don't want to break rules all that jazz you want to be respectful so like what what was it like yeah so i was uh me and jeff were roommates so i mean it was a great dynamic (laughs) yeah me and jeff we lived together already so enjoy that time together but yeah i mean to be honest it was kind of wake up early as hell in the morning get back late as hell it's pretty much just going to sleep, to be honest. I mean, there were sometimes we spent some time in the room, especially after a game. We had you know, a little downtime to do, you know, a little stuff, but uh, you know, just enjoyed ourselves. Um, you know, hung out, cracked some jokes, uh, ate at the little restaurant they had there. Um, that was enjoyable, stuff like that. You know, just trying. Oh, we I forgot to mention we did a 14 course African dinner one night, which wow. was uh, it was amazing. I mean, I I trust me, I tried every every single piece of it. Some guys weren't loving it. I was loving it. It was this big place. It was called like African Gold or something, this restaurant. And then they invited us to, they had like this own little stage in this separate part of the restaurant. They invited us on. We did like some random dance on stage. Uh, the video is probably out there somewhere. I could probably find it for you. But I mean, it was a great time. Living, you know, we, we don't go to many hotels as a team. I think we did, my freshman year, we did one. And it was because of NCAA tournament. Last year, we didn't do any. This year, we're going to do one because we're playing Salisbury and St. Mary's on like a weekend. So we'll be down there. But I mean, being in a hotel for a, for a tournament was definitely, you know, enjoyable stuff. I mean, it's something I miss from club ball for sure. 
that's something that I was going to say, like the whole hotel living experience uh, in college, it, it's just the best because it throws me back to when we would travel for our club tournaments. Like we're, we're going across the country. Our parents aren't there. We're just with all of the other players in the rooms. And like you make your own fun. Like we said, um, I, would you say that that dinner was like your most iconic moment from that trip? Because when I think of our like spring break trip a couple weeks or two years ago, um to Virginia the most iconic moment from that was when Ty Carroll did the wing challenge at the b-dubs and it was just crazy how that all worked out uh so what, what was the most iconic moment from your guys's trip where it's like we're never forgetting that because this person did something or like just as a group we all kind of like screwed up like wh what was that moment for you guys yeah I would say um that's probably one, one of the key iconic moments from that trip because in between each dish they would also come in and do like some traditional song with a dance and try to get us involved I mean I just enjoyed that part for sure some other iconic moments was um when we were at this one the first place I mentioned doing the traditional dance uh we did a scavenger hunt around the entire complex and this is big farm uh it's called Yaka Deck and uh we were going through like this corn maze and I think we were in the corn maze for probably two hours I I literally was just stuck it was beating down sun it was hot I just wanted to get out of there. I mean, that was a, it was hilarious because none of us knew where we were going. We got saved by some dude on the ATV. He had to help us out, but yeah, it was a good moment. Wow, so besides, sick. besides South Africa, what's the farthest you've been from home? Uh, like for soccer or not for soccer? Just any, anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, I've been to Europe before, so I went, uh, Going into freshman year of high school, I went to Italy for two weeks. Um, that was fun, siege family, stuff like that. Um, and then going into junior year, I went to Spain for two weeks to play soccer um, in an international tournament called the Dynasty Cup. Um, I went with a bunch of kids from North, North Jersey. Um, never met them before. First time I met them was on the plane. So, yeah, that was a good moment. Um, enjoyed myself for that, too. So, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. So you, you've been to South Africa and Spain to play soccer. Yeah. Dude, that's, a, that's crazy. I, I've, been to, I've been to Delaware. <laughs> that's the furthest you've gone? I mean, I was just making like, – Oh, okay. You know, I was going to say – I've never, never been out of the country. Like, you've definitely been that <laughs> further for games. Nah, like no, nah, I've, I've been, nah, I've been to Ireland. But to play, to play lacrosse, the farthest I think I've gone, I mean, probably Virginia for – I mean, with Cabrini. But playing club level and all that, I mean, Maryland, you know, maybe maybe deep Delaware. I don't I don't know what's farther, but yeah, yeah that's dude, that's crazy. And that was your junior year. Wow. Yeah. So that was going into junior year. Um, we played like it's like a tour. It's a pretty big tournament over in Europe. There's like at least like, I think it's like hundred countries represented. Um, and you get put in. There's like maybe like close to twenty groups. So it's like each age. 20 groups um group stage matches just like a world cup almost um my group it was us then we played a team from like the local region it was called the basque region it's um san sebastian probably never heard of it before um and then uh, uh we played a team from like the barcelona area um the catalonia and then the other team in our group was from singapore so yeah we ended up coming second in our group which uh got us out of the group and put us into what they called the champions league 
Um, and then we won our first knockout game um, against some team from the local area. And then we lost our the next game, which was like around the 16, around the 32. Um, we lost like 3-1. We kind of lost our heads. Some one, one kid got a red card. I got a yellow. A bunch of us got a yellow. You know, just all over the place. But it was enjoyable nonetheless. Yeah, that's nuts. I can't even like begin to think about, oh yeah, you know, just casually going to Spain for a little a little tournament, you know, just kind of like doing around with some people I've never played with before. That's fucking awesome. Um you brought something up about like a red card. I gotta know. Have you ever gotten a red card? And what's the story behind it if you have? Yeah, so I actually got a red card my freshman year of college in our spring day game. Um <laughs> Pretty much so it was like a your ball. scrimmage? Yeah, in this in the in this in the play day um against oh, Arcadia. Uh pretty much ball just got lofted over top of the back line. Um, you know, keeper came out. I thought I could get it. You know, I just pretty much just extend like when you're running, like when you extend your leg out, pretty much I just caught him with my studs. He was just rolling on. I mean, I, I, I never thought I touched it personally. <laughs> you now looking back, it looks slightly worse. I mean, I thought it was just gonna be a yellow continuing on with my day, but <laughs> Ref had other came, ideas. And, you, know. you just came in full karate kick, studs out. Well, I, I slowed down. I mean, I didn't think I. I, 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 I <laughs> it wasn't I a full karate sure. kick. Maybe like a seventy-five percent, but I yeah. got I got him for sure. But I didn't think I got him so bad that it would be like that. I mean, is what it is. I mean, I still get made fun of it today. I mean, <laughs> what's it called? Dow made fun of me yesterday during the camp. Um, he was like, "You need to get in goal." And you need to feel the pain that you made that goalie feel. And I was like, all right, let's chill. Like, come on. <laughs> like, come on. Fred, did you ever cause bodily harm to a goalie? Uh, I mean, I've hit one in the, you know what, pretty hard and made him drop down and start crying. But I think that's one of those that almost everybody's had to experience yeah. that at least once. I do have, uh, whenever I'm war- warming up my goalies, um at a camp or something I always feel bad when I just like sting them on the inside of the hip or something and if they're not used to it they're just experiencing this whole new brush of pain that they've never experienced in their life and they're kind of like trying to tell you like yeah yeah I'm okay and I'm like no you're not man dude just pop out for a minute like take a breather um <laughs> but other than that I don't think I've done anything too crazy um this weekend actually I had I was playing box frost down in Portland and I had one of my like defenders, I think, uh, chopped down on like my leg when I was dodging by. And I didn't think of anything in the moment, but uh, I was lined up for the face off on the next play. And I was looking down, like making sure my foot was behind the line because good guy of the year. I don't cheat. Um, and I saw there was a bunch of blood on my shoe. I'm like, that's weird. Do I have a bloody nose or something? I looked down and my entire leg is just covered in blood. Like, obviously he skimmed open like my knee. It looked gritty as fuck. I came off the field um, and I went up to my GM and I was like, yeah, you should get a picture of this. Like, this is men's league lacrosse in a in, in a nutshell. But other than that, like, I haven't, I haven't broken anyone's arm or anything that I know of. Um, raising your hand there real yeah, quick. I, all had, right. I, um, I think it was like U12. I was playing in a summer tournament, took a penalty and I just, I broke the goalie's hand um, off the pen, just ripped Jeez. it right down the middle. He didn't even move. He just grabbed his hand and started crying. That's awesome, yeah. actually. Like, that's that's pretty impressive. I've watched a goalie run into the goalpost before. Yeah, that, I mean, stuff like that happened. I, I ran into a fence it, one but, time um, wow. while I was playing. That's unfortunate. I did that. 
Yeah. It was right on the edge of the field, and I tried to whip it across, and I just ran right into the fence. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I've knocked the goalie out in eighth grade with a little crossbow. <laughs> I mean, that's just yeah. a Nick Ormando rocket right there. <laughs> oh, dude, I was on the run down the middle, like sweep, sidearm shot, right in the face. Like, had a helmet on. Drop. Had a helmet. He didn't drop. It was like a five-second delay. And then he, like, <laughs> you see him just, like, hugging the pole. And it was like, oh, shit. But, yeah, other than that, Tommy Dunn, shout out Tommy Dunn, uh, one of our goalies for Team 10. It was early summer, dude. We were just, like, warming up. And I was like, all right, I'm taking a couple on the runs. He was like, all right. So, I take one. He saves it. I'm like, all right, take another. I score. Take another. Come down. Shoot it. Right in the balls. Ooh. Yeah. It was bad. Same same deal. Like, dude, take a minute, obviously. If you don't want to play goalie today, you do not have to. Uh, but, yeah. And then next couple of days, we had practice. He was like, please just don't shoot at my balls. And I was like, I won't, man. I won't. Coach, I won't. whatever you do, please don't hit me there again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, shout out Tommy, though. Dude, he, he started playing goalie, I want to say – what he's in eighth grader now. I think he started playing at seventh grade year. He sticks with it, he'll be a stud. Dude, he's he's such a quick learner. Really improved this year. So shout out Tommy. Yeah, we had a we had a moment this summer where our backup goalie, his dad is one of the coaches on our staff. And I think we're coming from transition between like stick work and like our first organized drill. And I just got done warming him up. And I think our backup goalie loves to chirp. Like he is uh, the one guy, he's like our juice guy on the sideline and he kind of loves um, whatever he makes a save on me. He'll let me know about it. And then I'm like, dude, you realize I could score on you whenever I want. Like if I just go 10 miles an hour faster, you're not seeing the ball. Uh, but on this one, he said something to his dad and we're all like, yo, uh, Gerhard on Gerhard crime. Like, let's see coach shoot on Ryan. Uh, so the dad like gets the ball, winds up, pings it right off of like his hip or something off the pipe in the goal and it was like goalie drops down he's in pain and I literally just turned to everyone I'm like boys that was 13 years in the making like he's been waiting for this moment his entire life <laughs> it was so foul uh That's and then awesome. he kind of just shook, shook it off he was like yeah never talk like that again <laughs> dude one of the dads for the uh I think it's the 20 I want to say 26 team yeah, I want to say the 2016. Wait, no. Yeah, yeah, probably 26s. Um, he, I think he played at like Lehigh. It was D1 school. I forget what he said. But he had like a warrior warp. He's like, yeah, I love these things. And I myself, I'm not a fan of it, right? But he's like, yeah, I love these things. They always show the same. And I'm, I mean, yeah, they do. But he's like, we're playing on Grand Steel. He's like, yeah, if you bounce it right there, it's going to go top left. And I'm, I'm like, all right, like, okay. And he's like, three quarters. And the goalie, he's like, I'm going to shoot it top left off the ground. And the goalie's like, okay. And he does it four times in a row. Same spot every time on a grass field. Pings top left. The first two times I looked at him and I was like, oh, my God. Like, this guy's a wizard. And then did it two more times. And I'm like, yeah, dude, this guy is sick. Every word he said, I, I listened. It was, dude, it was the coolest thing ever. But it didn't look like he was that guy, which is the best thing. And wow. the goalie was just, the goalie was just, I think, my fuck. But. Yeah. All right. Little story well, uh, about my summer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Mr. Diakili, I can't say Nick because there's two on the call and I'm outnumbered. But uh, 
what has been your you're preparing for this coming season and i think you you had mentioned a little earlier like you have 25 26 guys that are going to be coming back what's your guys's mindset kind of going into this year and when you hit the ground running your first day of fall training is a little bit before we get back for the semester what what do you think the energy level is going to be like out on uh out on erdf for those first practices yeah i think everyone's got the mindset i mean since like i mentioned a lot of the guys are older one last year anyways so it's like we gotta win like there's it's a win win or, or go home mentality i'm pretty sure what you guys said that when deluca announced that message for you guys it's it's win or nothing to be honest and that's what a lot of uh, everyone's been talking about i remember seeing a message uh, nick lobiondo he sent a text he was like you know guys we started two weeks like we're winning like the whole thing so i hope you're ready so stuff like that people send that i mean i'm excited to play i'm coming back from a, a slight knock I picked up over summer ball, but you know, I, I just want to play and get excited. I mean, everyone fires each other up. I mean, uh, we don't have like a, a dedicated speaker really before games. Um, Tyler Tomlin was that guy. He, uh, he would just get up on the chair, clap it up and he'd say a couple words and that was it. Um, but there's definitely guys that fire me up sometimes, um, especially when they don't say a lot. Um, People like like when Scully says something, you're like, oh, let me listen because he's another quiet. But when he says something, I need to tune in because it's definitely important kind of thing. And uh, a lot of dudes get me fired up. I'm ready to fire dudes up. But, yeah, we're going to hit the ground running for sure. Everyone's going to push each other to make each other better. And we're ready to win it. Win it all. Love it. Yeah, I, got, I, I got faith in you guys. So just hearing you talk about it, it sounds like you guys, you guys are locked. So. Yeah, I mean, best of luck to you guys. I'll be there for it. Hell I'll yeah, be I'll be up. I'll be up in the booth for every game that I can. We'll get the energy going. Um, I was just—I don't know uh, why it popped up, but I think because Nick uh, and Duddy they had their recommitment posts, which I love that your Instagram account is doing that. Shout out Cabrini M Soccer on Instagram. Um, they do recommitments for all the guys coming back uh, for the last year, and they had Nick and Duddy. And I think it led me down a path where I went to Nick's Instagram post where he posted like the highlight of when he uh, had the game winning goal against Washington College, who at the time was ranked like, want to say eight in the country, 10 or something really crazy. Uh, and you guys knocked him off. Great game on a Sunday. And I, I was on the call and he said something to me where he was like, yo, this was the call of the year, like, like good shit. And now I'm kind of like fired up just hearing that. I'm like, yo, I got to come back and just have like banger after banger. Just make sure that every game is our best and we can just go out and have, I was, I was talking about this with my buddy yesterday, actually. That's how I, I think I, I got down this track where like everybody's going to be watching these games because you never know when it's going to be the last one. So like there's, kind of I wouldn't say a lot of pressure but you know I have to be a lot more precise in my preparation and like kind of how I approach all these games because there's going to be a lot of viewers on him and I'm pumped for that like I can't wait to get back up there and kind of you know have everything not even in my hands but be able to experience it firsthand and kind of be along for the ride that's what my favorite part of this is uh but I guess in that like conversation about prep like who's your biggest competition this year who should be we be watching out for the games to circle on our calendar um yeah so our schedule is like definitely a lot harder than it was last year uh, we picked up york which is our home opener uh september 1st that friday night we play them at home uh that that's going to be a good game um hoping a lot of 
like alumni, like people that I've never even met before. I've met a bunch of alumni before people I've never even seen. I hope they come bring their kids. If they have like stuff like that, I hope they come um, for conference. Definitely Marymount. Uh, we went there last year and they kind of just ran all over us and beat us three nil. Uh, we want to get right back at them. We beat them in the, in the uh, semifinals, uh, our freshman year for that but yeah for conference definitely marymount want to get right back at them newman too because they beat us in pens and knocked us off you know that was a very disappointing night but i just want to get at everyone i mean there's not one clear one besides i mean obviously home opener those few in conference but we're just all, we're just all ready we're all pumped every game's going to be like the last right so treat it like that i love that i love that yeah, I mean, I like that the mentality with every sport's the same going into this year. Where it's, hey guys, like, this could be our last game every single game, so let's just fall the fuck out, right? Every practice, everything, you know? And I, like, I don't want to, nah, I'm not even going to, like, compare it to COVID, because we didn't even have a warning with COVID. We have a big-ass warning this year. We have a whole, we have a yeah. whole three, yeah, 365 days before, really, we have to go to a new, a new school, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, Nick, that, this is this is something that I wanted to ask you. And I mean, obviously, you might not know where your head's at, but would you play this season and transfer out in the in the spring to start at another school? Is that like something that went through your head? Hey, like I, I college works some semesters. I'm able to bang switch over. You know, like is that something that you thought about, or just finish out um, Brainy for what it is? To be honest, I haven't really thought about it that much. When I first heard it, I thought it was fake. Talked to my dad about it a little bit. He was like, all right, let's sit down. So I talked to him for like a cool little 30 minutes. We leveled up some ideas. and I kind of came to the consensus. As soon as the season stops, it's going to go straight talk to Dal, see what he thinks is best for me, talk to my parents again, see what's best for me. I'm just going to do what's best for me, to be honest. If the best idea is to stay all the way through, I'll do that. If I can jump ship which sounds weird to say, but if I can leave early and it's a better option for me is what it is. I mean, I haven't even decided if I want to keep playing after this year, that could be a whole another option too. So, you know, um, everything's up in air, but I'm, I'm excited to see what a new path is, but for right now, I can't be bothered about it. I'm just focused on the, the fall right now. I think that's a really good mindset to have. And that's where a lot of us are in this whole thing, because everybody's been asking me the same thing. They're like, so what are you doing after this year? And I'm like, well, I know one thing. I'm going to be at Cabrini in the fall, and I'm going to be there in the spring. And then I'm not going to be there in the following fall or the following spring. Uh, but like where I, I go from there, like that's kind of something that I'm going to play by ear. And like you said, keep up with the people in my network, figure out what's going to be the best move for me. Is that going to another school and going to play lacrosse? Is that, you know, hanging up the cleats and going and focusing somewhere else? Like uh, the one thing I've been saying is like, do I see lacrosse being a part of my life in five to 10 years as like my main, you know, job? Like, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play professional lacrosse. Most likely not, but who knows? Like maybe I ball the fuck out this year and everyone's like, hey, actually you can go play D1 lacrosse. And it's like, Maybe I go do that. So you do have to kind of take it by ear um, and make sure that you have people around you that are going to set yourself up for success. And I think that's what you have with uh, Coach Dallas. And it's really cool to hear that he's going to kind of guide you out through that whole situation. Um, 
what's he like as a coach? I've always been curious about that because I mean, I I know him as the guy around Dixon and you know, as someone who's not on the soccer team. Be like, oh yeah, he's a soccer coach. Like he's the homie. He's chill. What's he like on the field? Yeah, he's um, he's not a yeller at all. He doesn't. The only time he yells is when he's actually pissed off. Like he's not a type of guy to yell to get his point across. He's gonna say like, hold on, freeze, freeze, freeze. And he'll question you. He'll be like, all right, why did you do that? Like, why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? And he does it a lot in film too. He'll, he'll, he doesn't mean to, but like he says it all the time. Like he'll freeze something and he'll point you out and be like, why are you doing this? What can you do better? What can you do something else? So yeah, as you know him as a person, like chill, relaxed guy, that's kind of, oh, he's on the field. I mean, the only time he yells is like when we don't get a call our way, that's clearly our way. Or when you, when like, he really needs to get his point across. Like when we're getting slapped around, he's like, look, like, come on, like, let's step up our level. Let's be better. But yeah, he's, he's one of the best coaches I've had personally. I mean, that's the whole reason I'm here. You know, I loved uh, how he coached and stuff like that, but yeah, he's, he's not a yeller. He gets his point across because you'll listen. He knows what he's talking about, but yeah, he, he tries to make you think about what you did and what you can do better. So that way, when it comes, it happens again, you can change it. That sounds just like the definition of a soccer coach right there. Like, oh, yeah, we're not going to be a yellow. We're here for the beautiful game. Like, we're just going to kind of we're going to think things out real quick. Whereas like lacrosse coaches across the spectrum. I was watching this um, documentary from Mitchell Pelkey, who was following the best 2025 club team in the nation. And their coach is Mark Millen, who's a legendary lacrosse player, Hall of Famer. Um, played at UMass in the pros, all that. And he, he's their head coach um, on the club circuit. And it was after this one game, I think it was 3D New England. They won by one. And him and the other coach were like going at it. Like they were they were yelling at each other and like cursing each other out. And he was cursing out the refs. And I was watching this kind of just being like, what's the point of that? Like, what are you getting out of just cursing out all these other people on the field? Or like kind of just... In my opinion, I was like, dude, you're making a fool out of yourself right now. Like, you're not really respecting the game by acting that way. It's one of those things that a lot of lacrosse coaches do, um, and it always baffles me. Like, being on the sideline now this summer, I would see it from the other sidelines uh, where the coach is just acting out of control, and then the players start playing chaotic. Whereas, like, I only get mad a very few times not gonna lie in the championship game that we lost i was getting pretty frustrated because my guys weren't playing smart and it's like i was very close i talked about a couple episodes uh where i'm not a hat slammer but i would take my hat off and like grip it and just be like saying some stuff where i'm like what the fuck are we doing like we're playing like idiots right now and it's not the other team it is all on us um but like i I just don't understand that from a coaching perspective of going way over the top on situations instead of just being like, okay, let's think about this for a second. Like, why didn't that work? Oh, okay. Maybe you should listen to me because I know what I'm talking about. Like that kind of shit. Yeah. Has, has Colf ever, like when he was your coach, did he ever get like kicked out? Like did any of your coaching staff ever get like removed from the field or anything? I'd never saw. Really? Yeah. Cause Dow got, he got removed from the field. He was told to get off. Um, all he said to the the linesman, he was like, "Hey, you got to call it both ways. Like this is ridiculous. Like you're not giving us anything. You're you're giving them everything." I do and, remember this game. And I then remember he had to watch. That. He had to, he watched the rest of this game in his all in his office. Because that was when what Bond took over as the head coach well, from there. That hap- that yeah, that happened as well. But then it was 
um, our freshman year when we were in the championship, Dow couldn't be there because he had COVID. So Bond was the coach for that game as well. Wow. I think I do remember that because I saw him like walking off the field and I think I was up in the booth and I didn't want to say anything about it because I didn't know, but I like muted my mic and I turned to the camera person. I'm like, did our coach just get kicked out? <laughs> like it wasn't even like he did anything egregious, but no, Colf has never gotten tossed that, that we've seen. Um, I ha- I'm surprised I haven't even seen him like get a flag because he's famous for riding the refs, right? He'll be up and down the field. He has their first names too, which oh I think God. as he's a former ref. He's, and he knows every, like I give Colf the credit. He, he knows every single rule and the thing with lacrosse is if you implemented every single rule as a referee, a whistle would be blown every like 10 seconds, right? There, there's a, a, there's some type of penalty every five seconds. I, I have to imagine when you're on offense and playing defense, right? Like it just happens. But he calls every single one. Matt, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> the one guy had like a, like a, like a three syllable name. And he had every syllable down and i was like wow this, like it, he's, pa- he's passionate that's, that's the best word i can say is he's passionate like but i also there, I there's see a call he wants it the perspective of the ref because i was a ref in high school if somebody was calling me out by my first name like i'd be so thrown off like i would hate that because it's literally just turning the gaslights right on you where it's like hey you made the mistake here and you're gonna admit it and there was a few times when i would ref where i'd be like after a play, go up to coach would say, like, hey, not going to lie. I missed that goal, but we're not going back. We're going forward. So I'll see you on the other side. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was always something that like, I'd be saying there like, wow, I look, you feel bad for this guy because Colf is in his ear the entire game from start to finish. I would always talk to refs in soccer when I played in high school and then in lacrosse. Only in high school, though, you know. Um, but, yeah, dude, like refs are cool guys. They're just doing it because they love the game. And, you know, they get, they get some good money out of it. Uh, I used to ref soccer. You ever ref soccer, Nick? You ref it? Um, I mean, I've refed it at like college ID camps and stuff like that. Um, never like for money though, like for like a soccer club or something. But just at like ID camps, like a Future Five Hundred, I've worked like four of their camps before. Um, and it's pretty much you ref like six games in a day. Um, for like a bunch of college coaches, uh, to watch. So yeah, I've done that, but nothing like regulated or anything Nothing yeah official. i did it I, yeah. yeah i did the uh the club level i forget what what the uh like the federation i think it's a federation right ussf yes that's what it is uh <laughs> yeah i was a ref for that my brother he started doing it so we have a kid from our high school he uh he refs in mls now his name's josh Encarnacion. uh shout out to him uh but he started when he was in like i want to say middle school and he's the young, one of the youngest ever Americans to become an MLS ref. Uh, he does centers in the uh, USF all the time. So uh, yeah, he was actually I forget, I forget when the last time he was, but he was I think he was an AR recently, like within the past two weeks for a uh, an MLS game. Yeah, yeah. But like my my brother, he started doing it. A bunch of his friends started doing it. It was it's good money, right? And sure. It, basically it was like dude you should you should just do this so went through it did it for two years i mean yeah good money it's i was i'd never liked being the center ref because i never liked you know getting bitched up or making bad calls because i i i love soccer but i hate when the 
13 to 15 year olds play it like little girls and it's like guys like yeah he elbowed you just elbow him back like don't complain to me don't like i see it if you complain i'm not going to want to call it and like you know just be a little bit aggressive and i people just didn't like that kind of form so i always went for the ar and ar was like 20 bucks less but i mean when you're what what is that 16 years old 20 bucks less really isn't much Yes, the um for soccer, the Resting Association and the Coaching Association is both through a uh, USSF, which is like the US Soccer Federation. Um, so you can just go through both and get both. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm pretty sure, like my, my brother, he he refs college now. He won't do centers; he'll do ARs. But uh, yeah, he it's actually funny. He just got a package in the other day, and it's like the new uh, ref jerseys. They got like they just changed them, and he's like. It's all it's all for the money, dude. It's all for the money. They know they have to – the people have to buy them. So, yeah. And he got, like – I think it was, like, five, six different colors. Jesus. Long sleeve, short sleeve. Yeah, they have purple. Purple is one of the colors now. Uh, yeah. That's why yeah, – how they, like – how they coordinate that, where they probably have to put it – is it on the schedule with, like, hey, come in your green, come in no. your yellow. No, it's, it's just you bring – you have to bring all – Everyone. When I did it, I, I brought five. Bring like a and duffel it, bag just full of them. Yeah. That, your flags, like um, an air pump. Right? It just <laughs> bunch of like, a sh- you got to check the ball, the, uh, the air pressure on the ball sometimes. Like just, yeah, a little bit, a little bit too much, a little bit too much, yeah. but understandable. When, that's, that's what refs do. When I was a ref, I was an MBO my sophomore through senior year, which is, master bench official and then they changed the name to mentor bench official but i prefer master bench official uh and it was literally you get paid ten dollars more on seven eight games to do 20 percent less work because you're standing on the sideline by the box and you're literally the bench official just kind of evaluating the guys out there if they miss a call you can throw your flag but i would always hate doing that where like all the coaches would they pretty much knew me so they kind of try to like get me to throw all the flags because they understood that I knew all the rules um but it it would be weird whenever I'd have to like kind of overrule somebody and then you feel like you have all the power on you and then like you're kind of undermining them but that's all besides the point um I actually had a funny experience refing this past week at our camp because I took on the role of I brought my whistle I'm gonna ref all of our scrimmages at the end of the day which is literally just blow the whistle, make up a bunch of calls to get it to a tie game, force a brave heart. And then all the energy goes through the roof. So I'm trying to fix these games, not because I bet on them, but because, you know, we got to make sure the kids have fun and I'm calling this face off. And this one kid, his name was monkey, which already just legend. Um, so monkeys at the face off X and he's like five, six years old. And he goes probably five seconds before I blow the whistle. And he's like, you know, okay, hey, false starts, the other team's ball. Well, he was like, whoa, ref, the other guy went early. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, no, no, he didn't. Like, I'm right here. You went criminally early. Like, you should be arrested for that. Uh, And so he gets super mad, storms off the field, goes and tells his coach. He's like, that ref made the wrong call. That ref said that I went early. The other guy went early. I want to punch him in the face and then walks away. <laughs> so the coach, we I think we called like a halftime or something. The coach comes up to me. He's like, hey, yo, uh, Fridgey, like, just want to let you know. Monkey's not happy with you. 
uh and according to him he wants to punch you in the face so i'd be i'd watch out ironically monkey's walking right by me as this happened and he's storming he's pouting he's pissed so i go hey monkey monkey come here buddy i want to talk to you for a second I bring him in he's he's fuming he's like what do you want <laughs> i'm like all right pal so you think that you didn't go early on that last face off, right? He's like, yeah, the other guy went early, blah, blah, just like making his case. And I'm like, okay, let's diffuse this situation. It's like, well, you know what? You're right. You, you didn't go early, but your team's up by two goals. And like, I'm just trying to make it fair because the other team, you're, you're so dominant. Like they're not having fun, you know, like they need an opportunity to score too. He's like, but, but, but like, I know, like, hey, 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 guess what? I'm trying to make it so that we go to an overtime so that we get to a one-on-one Braveheart. You know, because that'd be really fun, wouldn't it? He's like, yeah, it kind of would be. I'm like, so I'm trying to help out the other team and get them to tie the game. And it wasn't, I chose you as my victim because I knew you could take it. You're a strong kid. I knew that you'd be able to move on from here. And like, you'd understand that it's for the greater good of the team. He's like, yeah, I do get it now. (laughs) He's totally, I'm just like, oh, so like, so you understand what I'm trying to do? You're going to help me out? He's like, I got you, coach fist bumps me walks away the other coach looks at me he's like you're a fucking wizard i don't know how you just did that (laughs) completely just made that kid go from wanting to kill me one minute to he's on my side and he's gonna help me out and throughout the second half of the game as i'm like trying to get the other team to help score he's doing stuff where he's like whispering to the other team he's like hey like you should you're gonna win this face off and i was i was telling him i'm like hey monkey like hey i got this he's like no 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 coach i got you goes back to work i'm like yeah I should get a Nobel Peace Prize for this. <laughs> but that's the magic of working at youth camp. You figure stuff like that out on the fly. God, I love that. So I think this is the time that we wind down and get into our draft, right? Yeah, we're about the hour mark, I want to say. I believe we are. Nick, fire away. What, what have you been thinking? Um, well, I want to do one food-related. But I'm not exactly sure what food ones you guys have done uh i don't we've done fast food i know that i think that's pretty much it for like I remember specific. you guys did food with we've the, done, we've, the letter we did g food, the letter g yeah so, so i mean hey i mean hey anything um i was thinking uh because we do it out of five right we, we do it out of five yes. i was thinking top five things to have for breakfast oh yes it's a great draft that's a great draft here we go huge here we go. breakfast guy here huge Start breakfast off, guy now, here's the question. So, if you pick something, is it more broad or do you have to be nailed on specific? For, for example, I could say I want bacon, but then you could say you want like a different kind of meat. Like, do I have to say bacon specifically? Yes. Like, because I could, all right. Yeah, you yeah. can't say breakfast meat because that all takes right. everything. Or, like, for example, like cereal. Do I just say cereal or do I say a certain type of cereal? um yeah, I, think I would for... say a certain type of cereal I, dude i think i think in this draft now i always feel like specifications is, is what would make this like a really like strong draft for everybody because like you said right like breakfast meats okay now half of my breakfast that i've ever eaten in my life is gone right and mm-hmm. i'm like you know what i'm saying so if like bacon there's i can name five other breakfast meats yep, my head, there you go right so mm-hmm. I think I think yes, but in areas like like for French toast, you're not gonna say, "Oh, can I have the blueberry French toast?" You're not gonna say, 
yeah french toast and uh i'd also say like for combinations like pancake like like chocolate chip pancakes like i like you see we can we can play this out we can we can have a uh like council of oh yeah okay we'll let that slide all right number number one pick send it off all right so purely for nostalgia reasons and still eating it now I'm going to have to go with chocolate chip pancakes. That's a great pick. That That's up there with it. one of the few answers that would be correct. Uh, yeah. So very well done. Uh, how we've been doing this to decide who goes next. Uh, if you are familiar, we're going to have you flip a coin. Oh, and then we are going to have to try to call it. So you can either do it uh, with a real coin or on like your phone. Use my computer. Somehow. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Nick, the fun part, the fun part about this is it's not just I say heads, he says tails, and, like, one of us is right. We go until one of us gets it right. So We have to call it. Okay. We have to call it, right? So this could, theoretically, this could be the next eternity. It's right, a 50-50 so, chance, but yeah. we've proven it is not 50-50. <laughs> how I think how we, we decided think who calls it first? Who's calling it who first? Last? Who went first last time? Uh, I won last time, and I think you went first last time. So it's okay. Um, I'm going to stray away from the strategy I've been using that has worked. I'm usually a tails never fails, guys. But right now, I'm feeling heads. Give it to me. I'm flipping it right now. So see what uh, Google's got for you. You said heads? I did. Yeah, it's tails. Oh, you're a dick. What a guy. I like that. I like that. All right. Tails never fails. Go. All right. Flipping it. It's two for two, Freddy. It's tails. It never fails. It never fails. <laughs> Until it fails. does. Um, Until it did the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Six times. Uh, we I, The first episode, we just said tails every single time. Uh, actually, <laughs> I didn't say heads. I said heads, heads once. But uh, so I believe the second best option next to chocolate chip pancakes. I think it is bacon. I think bacon is the universal breakfast meat. Canada you know what? Yeah, but that is yeah, bacon. bacon. Like if you are going to a diner and you're ordering a breakfast platter and they ask, would you like bacon or sausage? You're taking bacon if you're a sane human being, in my opinion. Um, but what you would get on that breakfast platter, the star of the show, oh, the creme God. de la creme, whatever it will be, whenever it's got to be the egg. The egg is the superior breakfast food. It is also the most nutrient-dense thing that you can basically have throughout your day. Like, eggs are so flipping healthy. It's crazy. Um, and you can do it a variety of different ways. You can have it scrambled, over easy, well done. Yes. All that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, you saw where I was going with that. Um, yeah, I'm going to end it right there. But eggs, my first pick. Very good, very good. Mm. Now, I've been putting a little bit of a pick. So I'm thinking, hmm, I don't know whether to be specific or not. So I might go broad to start. And then if you want me to go specific, I will. Okay. Because I'm going to take bagel. Mm. Okay. And I'll go specific if you want. You do not need to go specific. Because I was going to take bagel and then kind of go off in the different directions you can use the bagel and use that as like because of how versatile it is that's a great pick so it's a great pick blueberry bagels are good 
cinnamon raisin bagels are good too. Regular bagels are good. You got a lot of options. You're forgetting the greatest bagel, the everything bagel. Everything bagel. Sometimes it it depends where you get it from, and how much how much uh how much is on top. You know how okay. much is on it. Sometimes you, you can have too much, and it just ruins it. it just ruins it. Very fair. All right, so I think my my next one is you know I think I don't think it's everybody's favorite for breakfast. I'm gonna go with French toast. Mm. Took it right. Oh, right away for me. So um, we have nudies. We have nudies near us, and they oh, do a <laughs> they do a cinnamon bond French toast. Oh, I said cinnamon bond. Yeah, cinnamon bond was, French toast. I was thinking yeah. about taking French toast sticks. That's where I was gonna go to <laughs> because I remember the OG like Costco French toast sticks that you could get, and those things were my childhood. Like that was a go-to breakfast before elementary school. Things are fire, they're fluffy, they're cinnamony, they got that sugary mm, money. That's a great picnic. Um I'm thinking from here, I'm gonna go with a one that's kind of like an underrated pick. Uh, that I don't think would really jump off until you have a really good one. I'm going to go with a good biscuit. A biscuit as a side, a biscuit as a combo with gravy, although I'm not a big biscuits and gravy guy. Um, or even the just use it as a bun for a sandwich. Uh, we have a place around us called the Rusty Pelican, and they are a local chain that is like a small diner setup where it is sold out on the weekends all the time. You, like, you have to reserve seats days in advance, and their biscuits are literally like giant hockey pucks like they're massive basically pillows and they're the most delicious thing on the planet so biscuit taking it number seattle man shout out seattle yes sir i've been there before so you know gotta shout out seattle now it's for my next pick it's whether if i go with the obvious option that no one's taking it or if i go for a little hidden gem the obvious option might be what I'm thinking, but it, it might not be as obvious as I believe it is. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm going to go with the <laughs> hidden gem. And I'm going to go specific here. Actually, yeah, I'll go specific. I'm going to go blueberry muffin. I saw oh. the muffin pick coming. I saw yep. it coming. That was going to be my four. Oh, yeah. I had that one down the list too. I, I mean, I could, a, yeah. a blueberry muffin, no matter where you get it from, even when you get it from the grocery store, it, it always hits. Great mind Especially from like, Costco. Must, must be the name, you know, must be the name. So uh, I thought the obvious one you were talking about was the waffle, which is what I'm going to pick. I love a good waffle. Waffles and ice cream, chicken and waffles. Dude, waffles. Delicious. Delicious. Waffles I told you about cream. my uh, my calorie, the calorie intake I had. I think it was like my sophomore year where I had, had the four Eggo waffles, the fluffy ones, and I put peanut butter and caramel chips with maple syrup on them and i would just eat like a sandwich and it was like 12 not 12, it was like 1200 calories Jeez. Yeah, so good <laughs> that was one of the things that we were like sitting watching it was either a sports game or a tv show and he was telling me about this and i was like you know i'm kind of the the food nerd where i'm like you know what? i want to know how many calories that is that just sounds fascinating so we did the math and it was something absurd where i just like kind of looked at it with a sick face so i'm like you do this every day or like you would do this regularly um it's it's a nick Mormando special um and i think from there i'm kind of put into a little bit of a, a sticky situation myself 
because what I really wanted to do here is I wanted to take a breakfast sandwich, but now like kind of all of my directions for that have been taken because I would have an egg on a bagel with bacon and add some cheese, bacon, egg and cheese, the best. Um, but Bridget, if you want to take a, an egg sandwich, you can take a bagel sandwich. That's that's a breakfast food. You don't a need breakfast sandwich. Yeah, you can, you can say that. You don't need to specify. Like, that's just its own genre of things. So okay, so, so I'm taking a breakfast yeah. sandwich because yeah, that no, is the, that was my next pick. Yeah. But okay, boom! I'm yeah. very very happy with that because I wanted I would have taken that number one. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, that's, that's I think my favorite thing on the planet. A good breakfast sandwich, like. I had my first Oregon bacon, egg, and cheese over the weekend on an everything bagel. And it's from this like small, like little food truck. And it actually hit very hard. I was extremely surprised because usually we have like horrible bagels out here. Um, but yeah, breakfast sandwiches. I'm very happy. It's a good pick. Um, transitioning for fourth round, fourth pick. Hmm. I think no one's picked it yet, obviously. So I think it has to be done. Might as well just go cereal. Very good. Yeah. Very good. What what would be your specific cereal of choice? Um, nowadays it's uh special K red berries. That's my one of my go-tos. That that's okay, what I grandpa. use right now. But um growing up, probably uh Frost Flakes, Lucky Charms, Cookie Crisp, Crave, all that stuff. Cookie Crisp. CTC, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, all the way. Of course, yeah. Captain Crunch berries too. That's a good one. Very good choice. So strong I pick. believe very strong. This to me, I believe I could take at five, but there's a lot of things I could take at five that I'd be happy with because breakfast is broad. I'm gonna take this because it's I wouldn't say a regular uh in my house, right? But people eat it. I think Bridget, I think I've seen you eat it. Adds to it. I'm gonna go with oatmeal. That's a, so yes, oatmeal, actually, fun fact, I had that for breakfast this morning. Uh, and I was going to keep that at the end because I thought that I would get some chirps for taking oatmeal. But it's a strong pick. It's a you can make it whatever you want, throw in a bunch of toppings in there. Uh, you have a bunch of different flavors. If you really want to get into the bro style, you had a scoop of protein, instant flavor. Uh, so that's, that's a great pick. Thank you. Where I want to go from here is I'm going to take my side. So I kind of have like a breakfast platter that I'm building right now. I don't know if you guys see it quite yet. Uh, I have my eggs. I have my main dish. I have my biscuit. You know, you can throw a little bit of jam, maybe some jelly uh, on that biscuit, have it good. But I need a little bit more carbs. I need some I need some hash browns on the side. Hash browns. Uh, you can have them as a patty. You can have them as the home fries. They are very versatile when they're done correctly. Magnificent hash browns. Welcome to the team. Wawa's got some pretty good hash browns. So they do. McDonald's, I think, has very good ones. Big yeah, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A's up there. Oh, if you're, <laughs> that's that's a great five. Oh, I don't know if it'll allow. I I'll have two ready. I'll have two ready. Um, this one is kind of a an interesting pick. Not a lot of people have it all the time, but it's a it's a yogurt. Parfait. Ooh, yeah. And I, I think like it's that. a little underrated because you know you can always throw the fruit on top, more granola, a little honey. Something. It's good. It's good. That's it. 
I, I myself had dabbled in the yogurt parfaits in high school. Um, I used to have them in the cafeteria. Very that good. was a calf special good. when uh, you go in for breakfast. They have the yogurt station. Mm-hmm. And every, every, most mornings, you know, grab a little granola, a little fruit, some of that strawberry yogurt that they had. It's pretty fire. You just got to give it a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Good pick. So I don't think it's going to fly because you said breakfast sandwich. And it's kind of making me not even want to say it, but the steak, egg, and cheese from uh, McDonald's. I'm just going to make that my honorable mention before I make my five. Uh, okay. Steak, egg, and cheese from McDonald's, as well as the McGriddle from McDonald's. So that was going to be my honorable mention because I don't think that my breakfast sandwich encapsulates a McGriddle because it's nah. so much more than that. It's its own it's, th- identity. It's, it's, it's Yeah, it's in its own realm of breakfast foods. I think you have everything that's the basics. And then you have the Mecca, right? And that's 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 the McGriddle. Yes, um, that's the peak with, of human civilization. Like the fact that, that we made said, a sandwich yeah. with pa- pancakes infused with syrup inside. Genius. Yeah, I, I really think the Donald's hit that one hit, hit the head in the nail, you know. Uh so with my five, I want to give a shout out to one of our previous guests, Nate Mazurik. Uh just say uh in the nicest way possible, F you. It is pork roll, not Taylor Ham. I'm done with pork roll. <laughs> All righty, let's get the controversy back. We had a lot of opinions on the pork roll versus Taylor Ham. Um, and I still don't care. <laughs> but ooh, okay. So I have the last pick here. Hmm. I think I'm gonna go. I'm missing a sweet right now. And I'm a I'm a sweet guy. I gotta have something a little like kind of you know, pick up the palate a bit. So I'm gonna go with a Danish. A good Danish, whether it's a fruity one, you can go strawberry, raspberry. If you just want to go cheese, you can go a cinnamon streusel Danish. I've had a few of those. But a good pastry, a breakfast pastry, it goes pretty hard. So I'm going to add that to the squad. We got our Danish to round off the team. I think this was an awesome draft. That This was a Nick, great idea, dude. Yes. Like I said, it comes with the name. Um, we just spew <laughs> great ideas. Uh but yeah, this was a legendary draft. I think we we all got some pretty solid lists. Did you write yours down by any chance, Nick? Yeah, I did. I did. He's a pro. He's a seasoned vet. He knows what we do. He, he's watched this before. Alrighty, yeah. how, how about you start us off? Here's your five. All right, so I've got chocolate pancakes, chocolate chip pancakes. I've got bagel, blueberry muffin, cereal, and yogurt parfait. And then if you don't mind, I'm throwing a little honorable mention. Please, As a childhood please. childhood breakfast, I always was was glad when I saw this cooking in the toaster. It's none other than toaster strudel. Toaster strudel, what a pick. what an honorable mention. It's a good one. That along with the uh, the French toast sticks. Yeah, French toast sticks. You, as well. You've said before. Uh, wow, that's a, that's a good list, dude. I got uh, everybody's favorite breakfast meat: bacon, uh, French toast, the waffle, oatmeal. And everybody's second favorite, maybe not second favorite, but on the top five because there's not more than five. Pork roll. Not Taylor Ham. Taylor Ham is not, not Taylor Ham. List, but uh, it's pork, it, pork roll. Is. It is pork roll. It is pork roll. It's Taylor's pork roll. Yes. Um. So yeah, yeah. for my team, 
I've got the good old fashioned king of versatility, the egg. Uh, honorable mention right there, just easily the omelet. I saw that you were almost going to call me out for that earlier when I was kind of going through the variety. So I knew it was on his mind. He kind of wanted to take that omelet pick. Yeah, well, I thought you were going to say breakfast sandwich. And uh, I did. I, I used that two picks yeah. later. But the breakfast sandwich is also on the squad with the egg, with whatever breakfast meat you choose. Um, and you have to have the biscuit, too. You can use that as the sandwich portion. You can use some jam, spread it all over that. We got the hash brown, too, on the side. And then for the end, a little sweet treat. We got the Danish. My honorable mention, uh, we mentioned it earlier, but a cinnamon roll. That's like a classic kind of like Sunday breakfast where whether it's the Pillsbury like pocket ones or you're actually doing a full-blown homemade cinnamon roll like those are a special occasion in any family um and and are quite magical so shout out to the cinnamon roll dude what a podcast wow <laughs> this is the it's earliest good. I think we've ever recorded too like usually the earliest. yeah this is a, we're noon I mean, you're you're early here at your place, but I mean it's it's, it's two o'clock right now. Yeah, it's two o'clock here. Wow, Nick, thank you, dude. This was awesome. Of course. I know. I mean, we hit you up on a, a short notice, but dude, you you came out great combo, dude. This is awesome. And I'm I, really happy I to learn like about I, the Cabrini soccer fellows. Yeah, I know so much have, more have about one. about the squad. Um, and I have a feeling that this year, because of the circumstances with our school, we're going to be a really tight knit community of mm -hmm. athletes. And I'm very excited uh, for us to kind of bridge some of the gaps that might have been there between fall, winter, spring sports. And we're just going to be one kind of united front. So I for think sure. we're kicking it off on a, a good note here. Any final words for our lax loungers or anything you want to mention before before we sign off here? Um, yeah, I want to say that uh, Liverpool will win the this upcoming year's Premier League. Um, myself, a Liverpool fan, they will win the Premier League. I also want to say that uh, shout out to my fantasy Premier League squad. And hopefully they help me win my fantasy Premier League league. I've got a couple boys in getting it out there. I'm trying to expand, get at least 20 dudes in there. Fantasy Premier League. I'm going to win the whole thing. Yeah. Shout out you guys for inviting me. Of course. It was our pleasure. And as always, we have one more shout out we have to make. Nick, give it to our favorite artist. Before I say it, uh, my brother is going to just hate you. He's a big Arsenal guy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, shout out Arsenal. Uh, but shout out Jules. Shout out Jules. What a guy. Play that Jules. Shit. Shout out Jules. Thank you all for listening. Thanks, everybody. Follow the Lax Lounge. Woo! Hit up our website. Hey, yo, water boy. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be stargazing. I'll be up in the club. But I won't come down because I'll be too faded. Everybody want to walk that talk. Want to talk that talk like we made it. But they all going to catch what I got. I'll make the money right back. Bitches be tripping, don't know how to act. He just be singing, don't know how to rap. Running this shit like I'm Owen She like a wave, I'm loving her motion It's like I'm sipping straight up on the potion Water be dripping, it feel like and the ocean I know that I'm different cause I'm from the other side She's saying that she want me, girl, that's capping, girl, you lie Everything I ever did, all I do is right You could never say it cause you switched up and you lie I just switch up and you lie. Yeah, I'll be stargazing. I'll 
I'll be up in the club, but I won't come down cause I'll be too faded. Everybody wanna walk that talk, wanna talk that talk like we made it. But they all gon' catch what I got, I'll make the money right back. Bitches be trippin', don't know how to act.